Welcome to Kicking It With KPOC, a podcast about business owners, marketing struggles, and solutions, and other business-related topics. I'm Jake. And I'm Morella. And this is episode 13, Off the Record, Marketing Questions and Answers. Today, Morella and I will be talking about some of the behind-the-scenes audio we captured after one of our recent podcast episodes, and our guest, Dale Baker, was kind enough to let us release some of our candid audio recording that we have with him as part of our episode today. Morella, why don't you tell us a little bit more about what we have in store for the listeners today? Well, there was so much marketing gold in our conversation with Dale, we couldn't leave it on the cutting room floor, so we decided to package it into another episode. Um, in, in our conversation, we talked about um, influencers like you know Kim Kardashians in the world and maybe some less popular people, and also email marketing, uh, do's and don'ts, should you buy an email list, and what is the, the good and bad and evil side of that, and also, I think we also touched upon um, direct mail and is it dead does it still work for companies and we also talked about some other stuff and uh, I think there should be a lot of uh, good stuff or golden nuggets that our listeners uh, will enjoy Yep, I think Dale had a lot of insightful questions, and I really appreciate that he asked those questions and that he agreed to let us play this audio. So without further ado, let's uh, listen to what we talked about a couple weeks ago with Dale. All right, let's do it. What do you guys think about uh, celebrity endorsements? Oh, like influencers or like real celebrities? No, well, influencer, that's, oh my God, you're, that's a great marketing comment. I wouldn't even have considered saying an influencer, not even a celebrity, you know? So which one are you talking about? Well, give me the difference so I make sure I understand. Okay, so influencer is someone who has a very large social media following, but is not per se like Brad Pitt or whatever. Right. And uh, so companies pay them money to pretty much do product placements in their Instagram or Facebook posts. A lot of people in the fitness space, there's a lot of people with like a million plus followers that are just in really good shape and sell mm -hmm. beauty products and, yeah. you know, protein shakes and stuff like that. Yeah, but there's kind of like a fine line. Like, is Kim Kardashian a celebrity or she's an influencer? She's kind of like blurring that line. I think she's both. I think any celebrity that starts using their profiles to sell stuff is also an influencer. But I think there's a lot of influencers out there that aren't celebrities because they don't yes. have that widespread like notoriety in, in the public space. So your question is, what do we think about it? Is it a good idea? Well, I, yes. And I guess you could sort of answer that by saying, yes, you guys have done it and here's a success story or we've tried it and it just wasn't the right product for it or the right influencer. Um, we have not done it as uh, as KPOC marketing. We we did do some with the previous uh, place of employment. We had uh, like online uh, clothing stores and like uh, accessories. So we would send out free items to people in exchange uh, for them posting stuff, and and that that worked out. So I think as long as your audience and that influencer's audience are a good match, and you know there's a crossover there, it can be very successful. And uh, but it, it obviously has to be presented in a creative way, and it can't be like too like salesy, like buy my product. Right, right. It's tough yeah. with B2B too. I think it's mostly just B2C that that yeah. sort of stuff works. And you got to mm -hmm. match it up perfectly so that most of the people who follow the influencer 
would actually buy the product. So it really only works if you have a really good synergy between the followers of a particular influencer and the product, or the product is just something so widespread that anyone could use it. So it, all that matters is the the raw number of followers and engagement of that influencer. Right on. Yeah, my friend works for Monster Energy Drink, and mm. I got to tell you, it is amazing what I've seen those guys do over the yeah. past couple of years. It's like they went from zero to a million miles yeah. an hour. And it's mostly like, hey, you know, giving rock stars uh, monster energy drinks while they're on stage or whatever. And all of a sudden yeah. Yeah, that becomes a thing. I mean, that goes back to like just a guitar, you know, like a Gibson guitar, you know, used by Angus mm-hmm. Young is, is is different than, you know, some other brand X, you know, whatever it's, it's somebody else may be using. So, oh, yeah. And, and I think it, it definitely works, especially if you can get someone who is part, who's famous in like the pop culture scene or even in like your niche or niche uh, market. Uh, if that person is someone of popular status or authority, it can, it, it can definitely work really well. And I think the thing that Dale's talking about is something that almost predates influencer marketing, which is what a lot of people did before that is just send free new products to celebrities, hoping that they'll wear them or use them out in public. Dale mm-hmm. did a little bit of that. <laughs> you know it. That's right. <laughs> what, didn't we try that with Rock Jimmy? <laughs> yeah, Rock Jimmy. We tried Rock Jimmy and full-on clothing. It also, we, we did that with a lot of rock star dudes. Um, and that was... That was cool. I mean, full on still going. It's pretty interesting. Really? Yeah, believe it or not. Um, so you're still like managing? What was that guy? Talon something or? Yeah, Skyla Talon. In fact, yeah. I got to call him later on. But um, no, full on management well, had full on clothing and full on yeah. clothing is still a viable product. And, you know, to this day, it's like, uh, you know, musician's friend is still making purchases on that. So it's pretty interesting. Really? Um, you yeah. know, what about that one lady who used to do those shirts i know you gave me one it was like waffle versus pancake and it was like one of my favorite shirts ever yeah that was that was a really cool she's a really super talented artist Uh, i believe that was lynn kennedy yes yes i think that was her name anyways uh we haven't talked in a while i'm not certain what she's been up to but i gotta say super talented and that was that was such a cool cool thing because you know to be part of that was just a nice nice you know, feather in my cap to say, like, I'm working with some really talented artists like that. But, um, yeah, it's one of those interesting things, you know, the clothing industry is just totally bananas to begin with. So it's tough. Yeah, that was interesting. But, um, you know, I had another question. I don't want to change gears too quick on you guys, but let me ask you something. Yes. What, what's the right amount of emails to send people in terms of, you know, the blasts that, you know, either announce a new product or just kind of keep you in mind, you know, top of mind, I guess is what it would be called. But how often should somebody send something and how much content is really necessary? Well, how interesting is your content? Well, obviously I'm sending it. (laughs) Okay. Well, you know, if you, Dale Baker, uh, are like a personality and um, everyone really wants to talk to you and like this stuff is coming from the keyboard or the desk of Dale Baker, then maybe like a weekly uh, check-in is good or maybe even t- twice a week. Um, if it's something that is less fresh and less exciting, then probably maybe like once a week or every other week and like more in moderation. The more the salesier it is, 
it it should be I guess the less frequently it should be sent out because you don't want to annoy people too much with just like sales promotions. And and if you have a lot of email subscribers, ideally what you would do is separate it yeah. out. And if the people who always open it, you would segment them out and you could send them stuff maybe daily or, yeah. you know, however frequently you want, because you know that they're super interested, but the people who maybe aren't, you send them less frequently. Exactly. Yeah. So you can like think of the ones who always open everything as like your apostles. They want to hear everything you want to say. They take it all in and they even tell other people about it. With them, you can communicate way more often than the ones who just every now and then open your email. Yeah. What do you guys think about buying lists? No. 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 That's a a hard no. (laughs) That is a hard no. And number one, these people don't know you. They're not expecting to hear from you. Uh, number two, you might be breaking some rules of email marketing service companies like MailChimp and Infusionsoft because when you sign up for those accounts, you kind of you agree that all of these people have given you permission and they have opted in to be emailed. And um, when you buy a list, that hasn't happened. So you are essentially turning yourself into a spammer. And especially if you're using this with an established company, I would say if you do want to do that, what you really need to do is kind of separate it from everything else you're doing because all the email providers like keep track of like the reputation for every domain. So if you're sending mail from at JT Eaton and you send a lot of spam, all these people are going to think that that domain is bad and they're going to start not putting your emails either in the inbox. They might put them in spam. They might just, you know, deprioritize them a little bit. So it's best to just keep it super separate if you're going to do something like that, though we wouldn't recommend it. Wow. Man, that is so nuts. It's like you you guys have so much going on now because it's like not only do you have to just, you know, work on figuring out how to sell something, but it's like knowing the technology component and the back end of that just, it yep. seems so like, oh God, just. It's it's forever. It's it's very it's evolving and it's always like a moving target. So that's kind of what Jake does. He keeps up with all of the technology, and I try to catch up. And then I try to do a lot of the creative stuff and kind of be like the face of the company. And uh, but yeah, it's it's definitely constantly changing, and uh, and most people are constantly behind. So not only do we have to educate ourselves, but we have to educate our audience and be kind of the marketers and the teachers. Yeah, I listen to about three different marketing podcasts. Uh, One's on a weekly basis, one's on a daily basis, and um, you, you got to read a lot of stuff, listen to a lot of stuff to stay up to date on everything because it changes so fast, like you said. Yeah. And like we do this like for real. We're not just there are a lot of like marketing companies who's kind of, who are kind of like charlatans out there and they're just like selling you the magic. And uh, we actually try really hard to like sell good things to people and to truly stand behind everything that we sell and uh, that we fully understand what we're selling. So there's a lot of uh, learning going on. Yeah, because the thing you mentioned is a great example. There's a lot of marketing marketers out there who will do that email thing where they'll sell you a huge list. They'll even come up with the email and send it to them and they'll collect a large amount of money from you. And then two or three months later, when all of the emails from your company are going directly into spam, they're they're gone. They have their money and yeah. you know, what do you do then? Yeah, yeah, be very careful. And, you know, sometimes... People will buy a list and then they will contaminate their good list that they have like uh, 
built organically by adding that purchase list. And then now the good list has been kind of bastardized by the bad list. So now they just have a hot mess situation. Mm. And uh, we've also had clients like uh, Jake talked about earlier who have sent out so many email messages, marketing email messages that Google has kind of uh, blacklisted their domain. And then now when people, when they email people, the, their messages just go to spam. Yeah, Google has a few different like tabs and folders now. They have like things that are like from, you know, promotional emails. Then they also have priority inbox. So there's a bunch of different places your emails can get moved to. And even if they're not technically in spam, they can get seen by less people if Google thinks you're not that reputable. Wow. That's right. So do you, did you buy a list still? No, 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 Okay, no. don't do it. No. I just you thought know, it was a really good topic for conversation. You should have a list and you should be collecting information on your website. You should be collecting people's emails. And uh, that is one of the must uh, do things, but don't buy lists. Okay. What about marketing through the, um, the texting situation? What do you think about that? It's good. That's big. We don't, uh, we haven't gotten too deep into that, but there definitely are a lot of people who are doing it. I think they're successful with it. Yes, it's good if it's done right. If um, if if it's appropriate and you're not texting people at bad hours, and it 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 definitely cannot sound like it was sent by a robot. Your no. personality and your voice needs to be in it, and I I think it's great. I love receiving text message like coupons or uh, appointment reminders and anything that makes my life easier and better. I'm okay with. There's a lot of other stuff that's going on with it too. Like it's a really great lead capture mechanism. Like those people will say, "Oh, text this number, text this phrase to this number," but what they might not realize is that they then the company gets their phone number then that company can aggregate those phone numbers and give them to Google or Facebook and target ads towards those people because Google and Facebook know your phone number yeah. so they can move it into you know other spaces to advertise towards you. Yeah, wow. so it's kind of like undercover yeah. g- getting your information and you think that you're just entering a contest. Yeah, that's so amazing. I'm like, I'm so blown away by that kind of stuff because it's like all of a sudden, you know, you'll maybe talking to somebody about a particular thing, a product, et cetera, et cetera, or you email somebody or however it works. Then all of a sudden you start getting ads for those. Isn't that crazy? That's right. Yeah. Big Brother is listening, Dale. It blows my mind. (laughs) Okay. Speaking of mind blown, Jake, let me ask you a question. When's the last time you went to the mailbox and opened it up and got something? That you were like, oh, I want to respond to this in whether it be with your pocketbook or do anything besides a bill. I don't even get bills um, <laughs> via mail. <laughs> the only thing I would respond to in the mail is, I don't know, a letter from the IRS, maybe. Like, wow. Well, you know, I, 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 I think you're you're like touching on like direct mail. I think direct mail can be good only. If it's like super personalized, super beautiful, kind of like exclusive invitation, I want to make you feel special type of thing, people will open that because at the end of the day, all of us want to feel special. So if your direct mail piece accomplishes that, it's good. Otherwise, it's just trash. And my response was just on a personal level as a marketer. I think direct mail is, still has a lot of huge opportunities for companies. Just with like with anything, what's uh, what's old is new again. So yeah. um, everything is you know 
coming back. So direct mail is not dead. It just needs to be done right. Yeah. I'm always shocked at how Bed Bath Beyond can always have those. It's the coupon, the 20%. And you know, it never expires. Yeah. I have a friend whose entire business model is mailing people handwritten letters. And that's the only way that he gets very large ticket purchases, like from, you know, people who are very high net worth individuals, like a $10 million plus net worth. He just mails them all a handwritten letter, and that's his entire business. Yep. Holy smokes. I know. You you just got to find your niche and your spot and, you know, a place that's going to be a good match for your uh, voice and your personality. And it's all about making people feel special. Yeah. That's it. Mm. So. Well, well, you guys made me feel special today. Did we, Dale? Yes. Thank you for the time. And answering all my questions. That was really awesome. All right. So that's uh, the conversation that uh, we had with uh, Dale Baker a couple weeks ago. Is there anything else that you think we should mention before we close out today's episode, Maroa? Well, if there is anyone out there in the Tampa Bay area or just universe in general who's listening to this um, episode and uh, they have questions about email marketing, questions about hiring influencers to promote their products or services, or even questions about direct mail or anything um, in regard to marketing in general, definitely reach out to us and we will always do our best to help you out and answer your questions. I agree. And if you're enjoying the podcast, We would really appreciate it if you could subscribe and rate or review us wherever you listen to podcasts. We appreciate it a lot and it helps new listeners find us and it helps uh, us keep the podcast going. So if you have a couple extra minutes, uh, go ahead and do that and we would be super, super appreciative. I think it's been a great 13th episode and we'd like to again thank Dale Baker for letting us use this audio. Uh, Feel free to reach out to us if you have any questions or comments about anything we talked about today or marketing in general. You can visit us on our website, kickingitwithkpok.com or on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as Kpok Marketing. This has been Kicking It With Kpok, brought to you by Kpok Marketing. Thanks for listening. We'll have something just as great for you next time. 